0: Hey guys, Daniel here. All these new products for 2021 podcasts that are going to be out here shortly, all have a video element over on YouTube. You can go to the Gun Back Warehouse YouTube channel and watch the video. Sometimes we watch videos during these recordings um, and it's usually got me and the other person that I'm speaking to over their own video. We're looking at products and showing products. So if you want to get the full effect, go over there to YouTube, watch the video. Uh, we removed some stuff where you couldn't hear anything video wise. So if something sounds funny, it's because the good stuff is over there on YouTube. Guys, thanks for listening. And here we go. Hello, welcome to the Mag Life podcast, our continued coverage of SHOT Show 2021 or not SHOT Show 2021 or virtual, whatever it is. Maybe we shouldn't even give NSSF the credit. It's just our show. And we're trying to find things that uh, we sell, things we want to sell, things that we care about, things that you care about. Uh, and find out more about them and give you all the information. So I have John and Sarah right here from Filster. Filster has quite a few things going on and they've got a new product that came out very, very recently. I wouldn't call it a SHOT Show release, but we'll talk about it in a second. But for me, this may be the most innovative concealed carry piece of equipment that I've ever seen in my lifetime. And uh, before we get into that, I will talk to John and Sarah. Hi, John. Hi, Sarah. Hey. Hi, thanks for having us. Thank you. Hey, thank you guys for joining me. And uh, so we'll talk about the enigma here in just a second, but for people who don't know, uh, just could you guys give us just a quick little executive profile, you know, and and, uh, tell us a little bit about it because, you know, you handed me a floodlight a couple of years ago at, at SHOT Show, and I've been using that holster ever since. And um, I've been very happy with it, and uh, it works great. Um, and you know, we'll probably get into what that means and everything else here shortly. You know, why that's a good holster, and it's not just another two pieces of Kydex put together and compressed like everybody makes Kydex holsters. There's something really special about that. It's one of the only universal holsters out there that doesn't suck. Uh, so yeah, that little executive profile. Uh, I saw you just looking at Sarah, so uh, uh, that maybe she's the one who kicks this one. Oh, uh. well.
1: Yeah, so the Enigma, is hard to categorize and it's probably easier to explain it by explaining what it does. Uh, so it allows you to carry in, in any attire, it's independent of your clothing, and uh, it basically gives you freedom to carry uh, anywhere in, in an appendix position. Uh, Without regard to clothing and get good concealment and good stability and good performance, uh, fast access. Basically, imagine if belly bands didn't suck.
0: Right. So maybe I wasn't clear or maybe you're just so excited about this enigma because it's so awesome that we didn't talk about filster and how it started. We just jumped right into the, enigma. Oh, oh, I thought, Oh,
1: okay, no, no, John, but, but no, I, I
0: appreciate your excitement because I, I'm all about the enigma and hearing all about it, but I'm oh, sorry.
2: Uh, so I started filster largely by accident back in around 2010, 2011 at the time there weren't any, uh, resources really for how to make a Kydex holster outside of a couple forum posts. And, uh, at the time I was an auto mechanic and I had also, uh, graduated from art school a number of years earlier than that and you know all the big cool names at the time and you know 2000 hey 2000, hey 2000. sorry sorry what what did, what did you do in art school what were you specifically studying art school oh i have a bachelor's degree in painting
0: <laughs> my camera guy uh is, is old marine buddy of mine um and he used to do everybody's tattoos and draw them and he used to uh, he's actually sitting right here he works for me uh at gun mag and uh, he is an art student and has a bachelor's degree in art in painting one of us just like that yeah Yeah. (laughs) two of you in the firearms industry that's awesome sorry i uh, this is well this this show is often uh not like so scripted like here's the questions here's the answers you know if there's something like we got to talk about we'll talk about it like just conversation so i'm sorry to interrupt you you were talking about after art school so I was Charles, a, Charlie. A, Charlie, I just, Charlie just looked at me and he was like, "Right on!" Sorry. <laughs>
2: <laughs> so I'd, I'd done art school. I'd been an auto mechanic for a number of years. I was getting involved in uh, firearms. I had a couple guns because I worked in some crummy neighborhoods, and I was getting into training and sort of figuring out what good gear was. And all the wait times for good Kydex holsters at you know back then were you know fourteen weeks or or whatever. And I figured if I can't figure out how they're doing this in fourteen weeks. Then I should quit everything, right? I've uh-huh. got, I've got a crafty and technical impulses. I can figure out how to make a holster. And um, one of the things that I had picked up on being a mechanic was never be the first guy to touch something you've never seen before. So it always let the guy in the bay next to you take the problem car that you've never seen, so you can watch him struggle through it. I decided I was going to be that guy for everyone as far as making holsters went, and I started documenting the whole process of figuring out how to make a kydex holster and putting it up on youtube back when back when the internet was a gun friendlier place to be and uh, so this was kind of like the in the heyday of gun youtube and after struggling through it and getting in touch with a bunch of other people who were in a similar position that i was in terms of figuring this all out the instruction videos started to get pretty good and the holsters started to get pretty decent and one day people started emailing me asking about you know buying holsters and it wasn't long after that that i realized I had made more money answering my email than I was going to make wrenching on cars and that I have to go home and stay up until three in the morning getting caught up on the holster orders. I decided I was going to take the plunge and give it a shot. Fast forward 10 years and uh, a lot of things have changed. It's gone from the kind of operation where I was making everything one at a time by hand and slowly driving myself crazy and slowly killing the business by not being able to keep up with anything and not knowing how to keep all the different business plates spinning. Uh, Filster is now an operation uh, consisting of uh, me and Sarah at the home base doing the, uh, a lot of the design and development work. And we have a system of uh, vendors, uh, all of whom are really, really high class, phenomenal operations who are executing uh, the concepts and our distributor, the activity group out of Idaho. Uh, Fulfills all of our orders to dealers and customers. So, uh, we're in a position now where we can actually move forward with a lot of stuff without getting hung up on how do we make this in our own little workshop anymore. So, like, we're able to do a lot more interesting things in terms of uh, process and products and branch out and develop things like the um, ARC enhanced uh, weapon light switches that allow you to, you know, uh, improve the switchology on your uh, Streamlight and Surefire pistol lights. We can do better and cooler things with holsters than we had ever been able to execute on our own in our own little workshop, making everything by hand. And that brings us to our newest innovation, the enigma, which we are really excited to talk to you guys about today.
0: Is that when things really changed for you? Uh, Whenever you know, you, you started letting someone else handle some of the manufacturing and, uh, you know, kind of outsourcing a couple things and distribution, and like you were able to work more on the business and innovate rather than being so busy working in the business?
2: Oh yeah, I mean, for for years we were just on a treadmill of, you know, if you're stuck trying to keep up with demand for one thing, you never get a chance to innovate that thing. Yeah, we had, you know, we had made one model of holster for you know five years in a row, and the instant that we were able to outsource, that I was able to get out of my own way. Once I acknowledged that maybe I wasn't the guy who should be running the CNC machine, and maybe I wasn't the guy who should be doing all the bookkeeping, and maybe I wasn't the guy who should be doing all the sort of higher end business development stuff that I'm, you know, I'm an art student. What do you want for, like, I'm not good at this. Yeah. Like I've, you know, I'm scattered and, and, and creative and, you know, ADD and I need someone who knows business to do the business part. And I know I need someone who's, you know, fanatical about, you know, process and efficiency to do the process and efficiency parts. And if I'm the guy who's got to do all of that, none of it's going to get done well. And, you know, back in 2018 was when we really took the plunge that was a little, it was a little like stepping off a cliff, you know, like hope, hoping that your parachute would open a little bit and it did. And so for 2019, 2020 and moving into 2021, we're functioning and, and, and moving forward like an actual business instead of a dirty basement that makes holsters one at a time yeah, right. we were for a lot of years. And it's, it's a relief for one thing. And I think it's, the difference is really obvious in the quality of the product and our ability to deliver it to people. It's been a wild ride.
0: John, are you a big reader? Do you read a lot? Uh,
2: I used to. I'm mostly I'm stuck doing other things these days.
0: Yeah. Uh, You just said like three things, and then I was like, wow, you you reminded me of uh, Stephen Pressfield, one, the War of Art, and also uh, Turning Pro. You know, because that's like the big hurdle whenever you kind of you decide that you're going to go pro, and you get rid of these obstacles in your way, and you figure out who should be doing what, and like what you should be doing, and where you're best useful, and then you just you know, just you got to let a lot of things go and there's a lot of things that try to jump in your way, barriers, a lot of, uh, things that we think that we can't do it. Our confidence is low, things that hurt us mentally. And, uh, you know, you do just express like three things where like, you know what, maybe I'm not the best for doing that. Maybe I'm not good at that. Maybe somebody else is, maybe I'm good at this, you know, and you, you realistically found where you're at. And from my perspective, the floodlight, uh, itself, you know, the one, the one that I have, that is, there's some innovation in that that nobody else was doing at the time. You know, there's people who have tried to copy it, and try to do different things now, but uh, but you know, to my knowledge, that was the first one like that. I've we've seen universal holsters for a long time, but we haven't seen one that that was that was good, that fit well, that was modular, that had the other. Uh, things that we like to keep the gun tight in the right spot to keep it secure uh, and everything else and, you know, also work, you know, around Streamlight, Surefire, because I think it, the other big part about this is one of the things that I like about it and maybe it was by design, maybe it wasn't but I, I am a huge fan of the idea of having a light on a gun. Like People are like, oh, no, you shouldn't have it. If the light's on a gun, it's only a gun light. You should have one in your hand. I'm like, well, I, I'm okay with both. I have all these pockets, right. and I have a holster. So um, I'm, I'm not a huge guy, but uh, I have no trouble concealing a gun with a light on it. And I, I think the, um, we have so many people getting hurt at nighttime you know, by loved ones that happens. Uh, having lights and you know pid is, is a huge thing that's that's not talked about that much uh until you get into the upper cr- crust of the the farms world and the training world but uh it's one thing very overlooked so now like hey it pays not only to have your light for PID, but man, it's going to, any one of your guns can fit this. So at the time when you, when you handed me that holster, I might've been carrying a different gun every week because I was reviewing guns for manufacturers, different guns. So like FN comes out with a new gun, like, well, I got to do it. Now I got to get somebody to make me a holster or buy a holster. Next thing you know, I'm not making any money off of what I'm writing or what I'm doing. So it was a huge problem solver for me on the media side and on, you know, the concealed carry side. So um, that was, that was some innovation. And then, you know, didn't really see much in the way of holster changes. Like, like you said, you know, you worked that same one for a long time, but then I just recently last year saw some of your, um, attachment systems for concealed carry. And I can't remember off the top of my head right now, exactly what they're called, but you got a whole system for holding med kits, for holding magazines, for everything else. And, uh, that's slick. Um, and then I didn't even know your your light thing you just couldn't, you just uh, talked about right there. So uh, I think what right now just kind of put it all together everything that I just said because I know very little except for what I've used and what we sell and I've got my hands on. But you know what se- does Filster offer? What do you what sets you apart from the other cottage manufacturers? Uh, what do you have right now that is a direct problem solver for that person out there carrying concealed that doesn't even know
2: they have that problem because maybe they haven't even trained enough to realize it. So we offer a couple genuinely unique and cutting edge solutions. For one thing, I think our most accessible and and widespread product is our ARC enhanced weapon light switches. We offer them for Surefire and Streamlight, and it allows you to pop off the nubs for the uh, light controls on your uh, Surefire and place our extended switchology on there. So you can set it up so that you've got a longer uh, switch on your support side than your dominant side. You can make them symmetrical, asymmetrical. It makes it a lot easier to access the uh, and operate the momentary functionality. So it gets these tiny little switches off of the light and gives you something that you can actually get some meat on. Those guys, uh, they come in kits with you know the full range of sizes. And we've got them for TLR1 and X300. Or it's TLR1, TLR2, and X300, X400. X300 Vampire, et cetera, et cetera. Um, Any of those models. Like the XC1s uh, have different switches and that's not compatible. But yeah, so those are a pretty unique solution. People had been modifying them, building them up with like epoxy or other plastics and sculpting them. And we worked with Steve Fisher at Sentinel Concepts to bring his personal modifications to the market as an add-on that people could uh, drop onto their own lights. We also offer the Uh, pro series appendix carry holster which solves a ton of appendix carry issues Um,
1: yeah if you're talking about accessible i think that's probably one of the more accessible things we make uh, just because it's it's probably the most comfortable thing that we make and maybe one of the most comfortable things on the market for appendix carry because of the way it's shaped if you want to kind of
2: sure so we had been making holsters with, uh, molded in wedges for a while. Our classic we came out with in 2016 and it had a pretty pronounced large wedge on it. And, you know, for, for years, those of us in the business of making appendix carry holsters have been using some amount of sculpture on the holster, be it a foam wedge or a molded in wedge, maybe some kind of uh, feature on the front to, um, increase the amount that the uh, grip gets levered into the body by the belt. So we're capturing the belt pressure and the belt tension and directing that through a series of sculptures and modifications on the holster in order to cause it to conceal better. Now, over the years we discover, you know, to what degree people are sensitive to the wedge geometry, how much of that is necessary for any given body type, what a range of body types finds acceptable and tolerable, um, where people get fatigued as they're wearing the holsters. And, you know, whether or not they need to counteract anything. So one of the things that we wanted to develop was a holster that was fairly mild in terms of how pronounced the wedge is, which, you know, by making the wedge a little less pronounced, we're able to make it ambidextrous. So now we can offer, you know, left-handed people get left out, you know, especially by manufacturers like me who aren't in a position to necessarily make a bunch of left-handed models that are going to sit on the shelf. So, we you know, it's important for us, you know, our uh, Pro Series Enigma floodlight skeleton city special summit all of those holsters are ambidextrous and that's uh, an important feature for us especially when you're outfitting a number of people at a department or agency or if you're just a, l- a left-handed user looking for something that's got high-tech up-to-date cutting-edge uh, features you need to be able to get your hands on those and you know not everyone's prepared to offer it left-handed so we do a lot of stuff ambidextrous so the pro series we wanted to reduce holster fatigue in terms of what the wearer experiences Offer something that's a lot more ergonomic, right? So we've been, we've been we've had a focus on ergonomics more than comfort. I think ultimate comfort is derived more from ergonomics than from anything necessarily being soft.
1: Yeah, that's something we talk about a lot with the Enigma too. Is like comfort is a result of correct ergonomic ergonomics. It's not really a shortcut, and there's kind of a misconception out there, uh, especially in the women's market, when you look at women's holsters that. The holster needs to be soft and it needs to be flexible and it needs to conform to you. And that's not actually true, uh, but it's a shortcut for comfort when you've got a huge pressure point to, you know, put a pad on it or something like that. Um, but the the better solution is to design it so that it's ergonomically correct and then it doesn't have a pressure point and it doesn't require a ton of padding and, a, you know, a bunch of compensation to get it to work.
2: Now, you're attempting to treat the
0: problem, not just the symptom.
1: Exactly.
2: Yep. Right. Soft shoes don't always necessarily make your feet feel better right. after some period of time, mm-hmm. you know, and it also depends on what you're doing with them. You could have like really soft shoes and then you go to do something like lift weights and it is bad for your knees and ankles and hips.
1: Yeah. It's like an overly soft bed that you just, you know, you sink in. It's just not ergonomically correct I, for the shape uh, of your uh, body.
0: This is a squirrel, but I, I, I tell people all the time because I wear like little minimalist shoes all the time with like mm-hmm. zero right. drops. Exactly. Me it. too. <laughs> because I have bad plantar fasciitis and if I wear like my Solomons out to the range for three days, my feet are killing me. Brutal. So it, it's but but so but when I wear my New Balance minimus or zero shoes or something like that, it's like they just feel great. It never bothers me because I'm using all the muscles in my foot to strengthen it, and it's just you would think it's it's counterintuitive, but it's the way it is.
2: It is. I mean, there's a lot of stuff about concealed carry that's really counterintuitive, and I think one of the problems is that a lot of people learn to concealed carry. Like imagine. Imagine if everyone learned how to drive with no instruction. You were put in a car with a manual transmission and no one even told you how a clutch is supposed to, like no one even drew you a picture of what's going on inside of a transmission. All you know is that you got to press all three pedals in some specific order and move the gear shifter around. And eventually people kind of figure out how to drive a stick. But the whole world smells like burnt clutch, right? That's kind of what's going on in the concealed carry space. A lot of people are figuring out People luck into what works for them in terms of concealed mm-hmm. carry. They try a whole ton of holsters and they land on something and it works for them. And they they might be able to nominally compare it to what they've used before, but they don't exactly know why it works for them, and they don't know how to shortcut the works for them process.
0: Well, that's why everybody talks about having you know that. Rubbermaid Tupperware or whatever container just full of holsters. You know, we've all done that, and it's just it's like a badge of honor for people who carry guns is having a lot of bad holsters. Yeah. Yep.
1: Yeah, and there's there's not a lot of educational resources out there for pure concealment, and that's something we're looking to change as we move into 2021. Uh, You know, you can find a lot of how tos on YouTube for how to shoot, how to use iron sights, how to use a red dot, how you know all of those little things. Um, but there really aren't a lot of good videos out there on the actual principles of concealment. So that's that's one of the things we want to address to improve the, the general education level in the market.
0: Well, you let me know how I can help you out with that, because I'd be happy to, to get in on that with uh, this and, and our YouTube channel and everything else. Varg and I, who's my usual co-host here, Varg Freeborn, um, on the MagLife, we, we talk about concealment, but we often don't get into like how to wear your gun. We're talking about true concealment, like concealing your intentions, concealing the idea that you're observing this, concealing uh, the level of training that you may have, or how you may react to a certain situation, like like total concealment, not just uh, hiding the gun, you know, comfortably. And you know carrying guns, I, I think carrying guns sucks. I think it's like, incredibly uncomfortable. The only thing more uncomfortable than carrying a gun in your pants is not having a gun. So like, that's why we make the compromise and, and carry a
2: gun. Yeah, for sure. And I think um, to circle back to what you were, you were talking about, about counterintuitive, there's a lot of stuff that's going on in the holsters based on all these things that are counterintuitive. So, like, the first thing that people think is, I'm going to concealed carry. I need a small gun.
0: Mm-hmm.
2: Small guns come with a whole host of non-obvious counterintuitive problems. Those being, you know, if you take something like a, a Glock 48 or Glock 43, for example, and you place this gun in your waistband and you think and you compare for example the mass of 10 to 15 rounds of HST in the grip compared to you know maybe a third of the muzzle that's below your belt line the gun's always going to tip out away from you right so your short gun which is top heavy as you're wearing it is going to print badly and be uncomfortable as that muzzle drives into your body we like to do things with our pro series holster like increase the amount of surface area that's a going to touch your body B is smooth, ergonomic, and contoured such that when it touches your body, you don't experience a hot spot. And C also create enough of a keel below the belt line that the gun resists tipping out. So you can make your gun more comfortable by increasing the amount of soft or the amount of contoured, smooth, non-angular, zero hotspot surface area below the belt. So this is going to nest into your body in a way that you're going to feel, but it's not going to be acute. It's not going to be a high pressure point. It's not going to uh, be soft in a way that absorbs moisture and increases your skin fatigue uh, throughout the day.
1: Yeah, and it's actually, it's like a a root cause solving of this problem rather than a Band-Aid on top. Because what most people do is they put like a hybrid backing behind it or they put a pad behind it. And that works. That makes it a lot more comfortable, but you don't get the concealment benefits from it. So this actually solves the problem uh, at a root level rather than just applying, you know <laughs> window dressing to the top. Awesome. So those
2: features combined with a you know the the now standard wing feature that you see on a holster and then an array of mounting points that allows you to attach pretty much any kind of clip or belt loop that you would want on this DCC clips, soft loops, um struts tuckable clips. Uh, you can take this basic holster shell platform that has some ergonomics built into it, and then continue on with whatever you need to do to it in order to cause it to conceal comfortably and adapt adapt to you. It's like a it's a it's more of a starting point than uh, an ending point. So we try to make gear that's a little bit more of a sandbox than a sandcastle for people. So the Pro Series is a sandbox. The Floodlight is works pretty similarly as well so you can basically put whatever gun you want provided it has you know in this example uh, an x300 attached to it and then you can outfit it with whatever inside the waistband belt mounting accessories you want loops clips what have you and one of the things that makes universal holsters really not good generally is that you know if you it's it's not that hard to make a holster that indexes on the light and that the rest of it is largely generalized now One of the issues is, and I'm going to demonstrate it here, is that you get a lot of this if you don't have any kind of adjustment that takes into account that all the slides are going to be different shapes and sizes and that the distance from the light to wherever the top of the slide winds up being is going to be different depending on which gun you're using. So, for example, on our inside the waistband floodlight, we use a shock cord system that allows you to modulate the tension that's applied to the kind of triangular sight channel here in order to continually maintain an appropriate amount of pressure on the slide of the gun for whatever gun you have that uh, eliminates the slop and play and rattle depending on which gun you're using. So you can tune the holster to your gun and that's a little bit of a sandbox feature instead of a uh, sandcastle feature as well. And you can also obviously adjust the amount of retention that occurs on the light body itself.
1: Yeah, and if you wanna talk about sandboxes, the Enigma is the ultimate sandbox. (laughs)
0: Wow! Look at you trying to segue into the enigma. You just can't wait. Was that subtle?
1: Yeah, I tried. No, it was, it was great.
0: You're awesome. Uh, so the enigma. Uh, I I saw your video and I, I saw it pop out and uh, I you know I watched it and uh, the and uh, the, my first thoughts were, man, I wear like I, I'm wearing track pants like right now. Mm-hmm it up so they can see um I'm wearing track pants and, and like a merino wool hoodie. And uh, this is kind of what I wear every day to work a different type of track pants or sweatpants or something. Because, I mean, especially since COVID, you know, they like can't nobody dress it up. I wear pajamas all day if I didn't have to come to work. Um, of course, I don't own any pajamas, it'd be sweatpants or track pants. But <laughs> but I, I, I've been carrying off body quite a bit. And a lot of times with uh, a little Smith & Wesson 642 in my pocket. And then, you know, my Glock 45 in my um, like Victos bag with medical in it and and everything else in there um, that I may or may not need. But uh, it's kind of become a way I've been carrying a lot. And uh, I really would like to get back to carrying a gun. And like you said earlier about the belly bands, um, I've used belly bands for years. I have two of them, but I use them when I'm going for a run. You know, I don't know that area or really really more for animals. Like, were they going to rob me and steal my earbuds and my shoes or something? They won't want them because they're minimalist anyway. They don't look comfortable. So the uh, (laughs) little callback there, but the um, these are counterintuitive. We're we're (laughs) getting them back, (laughs) right? I don't like them. Um, But the uh, when I I watched, I was like, man, that is what I've been needing. I've been that's what I'm missing right there because belly bands suck, and this is going to be it. So, Sarah, do you have that wonderful beam footage?
1: Yeah. So commercial. It. Roll that beautiful uh, beam footage. I will, yeah. It's one of those products that it's, it's very difficult to explain in words, but it's a lot easier when you just actually see it in action. So here's our launch video that we made for the Enigma.
2: With Enigma, we've cracked the code on carrying concealed in any attire. Enigma isn't a holster or a belt or a belly band or any other device you've encountered. It's so different, in fact, that we almost didn't know what to call it. It's only nominally similar to a belt, and it has features that no belly band even begins to address. Enigma is the world's first concealment chassis. With unprecedented stability, access, and comfort, Enigma will reset your expectations of what's possible. Its customizable concealment features can be fine-tuned to work for a wide range of body types and wardrobes. Up until now, there has been an inseparable relationship between the conventional holster and the belted waistband of your clothing and this has been a limiting factor in terms of what's possible. We're all used to hearing advice like dress around the gun or get a better belt or try a smaller gun when dealing with the challenges of concealed carry. And if you were carrying without a belted waistband, your options were even more limited. Belly bands and other alternative carry methods of the past came with costly sacrifices. They compromised safety, concealment, retention, or rapid access to the firearm. Enigma is free from these constraints. Not only does it solve the challenges of beltless carry, but it goes a step beyond and adds new functionality. With Enigma, you can fine-tune concealment in ways that aren't possible with conventional belts. Using the latest in high-tech materials and manufacturing, the heart of Enigma is the winged faceplate. While being ultra-thin and unobtrusive, it's stronger and stiffer than any comparable textile. And we've machined it to be flexible where it needs to be, while providing structural support and stability where required. Notice the 12 belt attachment holes. These aren't for fine-tuning ride height, as you might expect. They adjust the center of gravity, grip rotation, and angle neutrality. Enigma holds up to hard use and allows for repeated draw and reholster cycles without having to struggle with floppy belly bands or collapsing gun pouches. Pair the Enigma chassis with a Pro Series holster, and you get crisp retention, unparalleled stability, quick access to your gun, and safe reholstering. Enigma is modular, so the chassis will attach to other IWB holsters that use a mod wing, dark wing, Raven concealment wing, or similar IWB concealment wing using a 5 eighths on center hole spacing. With Enigma, you don't need to dress around the gun. You simply put on your gun and then get dressed. Wear what you want. Pants are optional but recommended for public excursions. Draw quickly, reholster safely, dry fire, shoot a match in sweatpants. Discover what's possible with Enigma.
0: People are, will send me a message or friends of mine will, will hit me up you know or people I don't even know you know that listen to the podcast or watch videos or, or students that I've that have trained with me. and they're like, oh, did you see this new such and such? You know, like, or they're like, Hey, what's the barrel? What kind of barrel you got in that thing? I'm like, I don't know. I I don't care. I don't get into like what the barrels are made of. None of that stuff matters to me. It didn't matter to me in the Marine Corps. It doesn't matter to me now. Like I, I may not knew that, know that latest gun that came out. I don't care if it's not a problem solving thing that jumped out at me. I'm like, I, I don't really care about it. I care about the software's integration with the hardware, being better with whatever it is you have. And I like to see myself getting better. And I like like innovative problem solving products. I don't remember the last time that I was actually like physically excited about a thing. Like, this this enigma is a problem-solving thing. I cannot wait to get one, right? It's, it's just, I can't wait. Well, that's, that's
2: awesome.
1: Yeah, we are so excited about it, too. So <laughs>
2: so let me give you, let me give you the, the rundown on this thing. Um,
1: oh, yeah, and don't, don't let me forget, we've got a really cool video to show you of, of some of the things you can do with it.
2: Yes, all uh, right. So a little more than two years ago, actually, actually, let me backtrack a little bit further. A friend of mine who's a holster maker is a complete and total genius. His name is Jules, and he runs a company called Runcible Works. And if you're involved in like the ShivWorks world, you know, the sort of Craig Douglas ECQC world, you probably have heard of him, and you've probably even seen a couple of his rigs. Um, they are all handmade bespoke systems that build the holster in, it's like a, a Kydex holster shell with like a, a, a an advanced belt system and, 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 and mag carriers. And uh, they're designed to be something that you can wear in your yoga pants to either yoga class or ECQC and be totally concealed. And uh, we had a really uh, friendly um, professional relationship and um, I always admired his his concepts and like I I never saw two of these things that were the same. Like anyone who I, I knew who had one each one was a little different because he's like an obsessive experimenter and discoverer and tinkerer. And his knowledge of like concealment and materials is really phenomenal. And back when, you know, we described the, uh, the circumstances over which this, uh, this business changed and developed over the years. And two years ago, I reached out to him because, you know, we were making these changes. And I was like, we're in a position where we can kind of like do cool new stuff. Let's have a conversation about how we can bring your ideas to the masses and turn this from a one at a time thing into something that everyone can can have access to. And so for a couple years we were tinkering around with this and trying different things and using different materials and we had gone through a bunch of different prototypes and um one day I'm down here in the basement and I had I had a bunch of different other projects uh that I was working on and we had a pile of this material here that we were using for our Ascent magazine pouches which are um uh, elastic universal mag pouches that hold themselves open using the, um, material tension of, 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 uh, this, uh, this polymer and Sarah comes in and says, can I use some of this for something? And I go, yeah, sure. No problem. And she comes back and she's taken. No One of the, way. One of the inner belts that we had been making for what became the enigma and a scrap of this material that she had cut out with shears and punched a couple holes in and put a holster on. And I looked at her and I, and she said, what do you think about this? And I said, I think you just obviated like a year and a half of R and D.
0: Like, so the, the mechanical engineer guy, the, the art guy, the, everything else, the design ninja who's been working with the bespoke ninja. And then she's like, she goes up to the bedroom real quick, comes back with an enigma.
2: Yeah, or close. The, the <laughs> well,
1: of kind of. Like, the idea okay. was already the there. I just kind yeah. of, like, it was 90% there. I just added that last, like, little oh, 10%. Oh, gotcha. Okay. So, yeah, so we, I was standing on the shoulders of, of giants. Yeah, I know one. how that
2: is. <laughs> so I call up Jules and I say, hey, I have good news and bad news. <laughs> <laughs> the bad news is that get ready to just completely throw out the last year and a half of work that we've done. The good news is that we're now on to something that's really, uh, really new and interesting. So we took that original – I think I have it somewhere. It's like just a boomerang-shaped piece of plastic with two belt holes in it and attached to a skeleton holster that we make. Frame it. Yeah. Yeah. Um, And we went back and we did a lot of tinkering with it. We made it uh, variably flexible across the face of the holster because uh, for reasons we'll get into in a second. And we increased the ability to tune how the the faceplate operates against the holster. And it wound up being something – substantially different enough from what Jules was making or from what we were making that we all three got together and, and uh, filed all the patent paperwork on it. Cause it was new and different enough from anything that we had all worked on that it kind of needed its own um, IP. So what we have is the Enigma inner belt system. So basically the way that it works is like I described previously, we do a lot of different things to the holster to get the belt pressure to operate on it correctly. So, you know, we do a bunch of sculpture on the holster. We put wings on it and generate all these little different uh, uh, systems and and strategies that are going to take one direction of belt pressure and turn it into concealment. Right. You want to make the grip rotate. You want to get the top of the gun to tuck back into your body. You want to make sure that it does all of those things just enough, but not too much for your body type and your carry position. And you don't want the gun to tip out and you don't want it to, you know, flop around. And if you've got like a belly band or something, it doesn't do any of that because it's just an elastic strap and the gun flops around on its own. So how do you restrain the mass of the gun, cause it to conceal and also maintain a rigid, safe, professional grade holster shell that you can operate one handed? So you don't need to actually fight with. Right. So how can we make essentially a Mass produced belly band that can survive ECQC or jujitsu or an actual fight or a jog. So yeah. basically, the Enigma is this faceplate and belt system, and it attaches to your holster. Any holster that has, you know, one of these standard type wings attached to it, it uses the same hardware and it operates on that wing uh, in a couple different ways. So on the wing side, on the grip side, this part of the faceplate is stiffer than this part of the faceplate. So, for example, uh, if I apply pressure here, you'll see that one side moves more than the other. Anyone who's carried a gun with an optic will have found that sometimes when you, once you finally get the grip to stop printing, your optic starts to print. So you need to f- have a way to restrain these different sides of the gun independently. We've spent years talking about how a proper gun belt is the key to concealed carry. What's left out of that conversation is that a proper gun belt is the cap on what's possible for concealed carry because it operates on the gun in one direction and it's one amount of stiffness across the face of the gun. So you basically squish the gun into your body and you need to make up the rest of how dynamic a gun needs to move in order to conceal with all the sculpture on the holster. Also, what you'll notice is that the faceplate curves, and we talked about essentially um, using the metaphor of a waterline. Anyone who's just taken a gun and put it in their waistband up to here without a holster will kind of intuitively know that that's fairly comfortable and kind of concealable because it balances pretty well. But what you lose in that, obviously, is safety, security, and the ability to access the gun rapidly. The faceplate of this device curves in such a way that you change the center of gravity of the gun. So imagine if, you know, if this were straight across, you would have a belt line relative to the gun that, cause, that obscures part of the grip. By curving it, that allows us to apply pressure towards the top of the gun in a way that simulates the wedges that people build onto their holster. So you get a little bit of a ghost wedge effect. So it tips the gun inward without adding an additional pressure point. So I can change how much the grip rotates uh, for any given amount of belt pressure by installing the belt closer or further from the wing. And I can change how much the sights and optic, which, you know, everybody's got T-shirts with little holes in them from their sights dragging on them. Um, I can change how much the sights print by doing the same thing on this side of the holster. It's fairly quick to get on and off. We use a uh, high-strength Fidlock magnetic buckle, which has a mechanical interface as well, so it just snaps right on there and doesn't go anywhere until you uh, pop that off. It's got a 46-inch belt to accommodate most users. We're working on smaller and larger versions. And it also has a leg leash, which you can adjust to go around your leg. One of the things that a belt does, in addition to holding your pants up, is that it holds your holster down when you draw the gun out of it. If you're going to run a system like this without a, so your pants hold your belt down and your belt holds your pants up. So when you draw your gun, you can feel your pants move a little bit, but then the holster crisply releases the gun once all the slack is out of the system. This uh, leg leash goes around your thigh in such a way that you don't notice it or feel it at all until you're in the, at the, at the end of the draw stroke where it finally gets a little
1: tension on it and
2: the gun clears the holster and yeah so,
1: so it basically just acts to oppose the retention of the holster it's it doesn't hold the whole rig down all the time it just opposes the retention and that's about all it does
2: yeah and in some cases it can sort of help keep it from naturally riding up your body the way a belly band does but um that's that's usually the result of other factors as well so this part is fully adjustable so, it becomes uh, unobtrusive and really only does what you need it to do when you need it to do it.
1: Yeah. It's kind of funny. I was skeptical. The first prototype uh, John and Jules made, they're like, here, put it on. This leg leash goes around your leg. And I'm like, I'm going to hate it. There's no way I'm going to like that. It looks really uncomfortable. And then I put it on and I wore it around and I forgot about it after about 15 minutes. And I was like,
0: Oh yeah. Okay. You guys were right. I mean, it can't be as bad as heels and some of the other stuff you ladies wear. Right. So looking at that, that Enigma when I first saw that video and, and now, and, and even more so now, cause I've, I've seen pictures and looked at it, you know, quite a bit, but how much lower that is than the grip right there. Um, you know, cause that's what t- traditionally with, with any kind of holster that I'm using and then my belt, uh, you know, no matter what belt I'm using, I wear a lot of Aries gear. I'll plug them. I love Jake over at Aries gear. So yep. the, uh, um, so it, if my holster, I need to have fingers, Right. Like I need to have fingers to be able to go under that grip between that and the holster for, you know, good rapid access to that thing. No trouble whatsoever. The Enigma has quite a bit of space right there. So, you know, theoretically, I could conceal better in a pair of track pants than I could a pair of jeans with a good solid belt.
1: Yeah, we actually thought for a long time that belts were like the gold standard of concealment. And now we're kind of finding out that belts are a little bit crude compared to what we can do with modern materials.
0: That's what I'm saying you got innovative. You guys, you guys freaking changed the world just now. Maybe, maybe that's a slight exaggeration. You changed it a little bit, right? Oh, that's <laughs> just, that's, that's, just a little that's all right. That's good. That's, a little bit's great. Most people don't change it at all, unless it's for the worst. <laughs> you guys change it a little bit.
2: The other thing is that your belt line might not necessarily be the best place for comfort and concealment on your body. Um, the ride height of the Enigma is dictated by where you install it on your body. So I can feasibly install this higher than where I would normally comfortably wear my pants. So my pants belt line might be somewhere down here or, you know, depending on what you're wearing, your pants belt line could even be here and you could be wearing your gun much. You could sag them. them.
0: You could sag your jeans and be like teased to the knees. And as long as your
2: shirt covers the gun, that's (laughs) all you really need for concealment. (laughs) I've successfully concealed carried a firearm while wearing no pants at all. Which I think is a pretty big innovation, considering the
0: um, no pants are the, the best pants.
2: The lockdown, you know, <laughs> I don't have to throw on a pair of pants to, to to get my Amazon packages anymore. I just throw that long T-shirt on and I'm, you know,
1: Donald, Donald
2: Duckin. <laughs> yeah, we're Donald Duckin it. <laughs> 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 Yeah, it's
1: all it's great for women too because most of our clothing, like if I go up and look in my closet and I pick out the the, the articles of clothing that will support a belt that will support a gun, it's like maybe ten percent of my wardrobe. So yeah.
0: I mean, my wife wears, you know, she wears a lot of stretch pants, yoga pants all the time. And, you know, she jumped into the 511 stuff because they had belt loops because she could wear those, but, but they're like, it's like, it's like scuba suit material, you know, they're, they're so thick. So it's like, you don't want to wear that all the time in the summer for the range. They're awesome, you know, but for like regular every day, you know, not, not so great. So it's like, you know, a lot of the clothes that she wears, she, she would need a, a better way to conceal. And so she ended up carrying, you know, doing purse carry quite a bit. And then, uh, you know, dropping, you know, she carries appendix the most, but sometimes she's wearing, she's like forced to go off body. And it's a, that's a, that's a huge thing
2: for, for ladies carrying right there.
1: Mm -hmm. Yeah. It's a pretty big deal.
2: Do you want to roll that video of someone doing amazing things in (laughs) yoga pants that you'd never expect them to be doing with a gun?
1: Oh yeah, this is great. Okay. So uh, just a super quick background here we meet the coolest people on Instagram oh my gosh it's it's amazing so we uh, this is somebody that uh, John met on Instagram and she she came to us with an offer she's like hey i really like this enigma you guys have
2: cuz she had been like making her own gear from scratch mm-hmm. you
1: know she's like, you know, I know I don't have a, a super huge following. I'm not like a, you know, influencer, influencer, but I've got some really cool skills. And we're like, OK, we're listening. And we went and, uh, <laughs> we went and checked her out. I'm listening. My curiosity and, is high right now. And here is what she made for us. And this turned out so amazing. I
2: wasn't expecting parkour. But that was- right? <laughs> I, I guess that answers the, uh, you know, oh, but how do you sit down? yeah'' that you get about appendix carry.
1: Yeah, we were. She was talking to us, and she's like, "Well, what kind of what kind of footage do you guys want?" And we're like, "Well, I don't know. I mean, everybody's got this notion that appendix carry somehow restricts your motion, and that you can't function, you can't sit. How do I sit? How do I sit?" And so she came up with this, and we're like, "Okay, that that puts that debate to rest."
0: Yeah. yeah she sat. She squatted on a rail. She did all kind of things. Yeah. Wow. Can't, can't teach, teach that. that. You're either born with that or you or not.
1: Oh, she's amazing.
0: So uh, she's was awesome. So apparently yeah. you can teach
1: her. Yeah, she's a oh. parkour instructor in Seattle.
0: Oh, too bad she's not close to me. I mean, I would love to send my son to a parkour instructor. I'm oh, about to Google cool. that. So we covered a lot of holsters, you know, or we covered your pro series. We we hit the floodlight a little bit. Uh, we hit a lot of the enigma. So I know a lot of folks in the farms industry right now have been so busy this past year trying to fulfill the demand. Uh, of, of one of the best years in my time in the farms industry, you know, all around. It, yeah, uh, you're telling me, I, I, everybody wants magazines. I love it that they want magazines, you know, but it's uh, man, we're, it, it's just, it's a constant, there's an emergency right after an emergency, right after an emergency. And, you know, our goal is just to keep doing things right and, and keep increasing the magazine capacity of these United States. And, yeah, uh, yeah, for sure. and I, I think we do that better than, than anybody else. But I know from what we've seen, Everybody else is definitely seeing a lot, you know, so there hasn't been, I'm seeing less innovation, you know, from a lot of the other companies that I'm talking to right now. There's there's not anything really new. Now, I say that. Every time, every YouTuber, everybody on podcasts, and even myself, I'm guilty too, goes to SHOT Show, like, man, where's the innovation? Where's this and that? And every once in a while, we see one thing. We don't see in the last couple of years, it's been pretty poor. You know, we had the year of the PCC. We had the year of the 5.7. We had this and that, but like nothing. And usually they just come out with a new color for this and that. But there's not tons of it. And one of the problems was because we got... We, we, we all were all relaxed to the gun side, the manufacturer side. Like there wasn't tons of sales. We had a couple of rough years in there uh, as well. And there was not, and they're working on spending a lot of money on marketing and not R and D. So whenever I'm, I'm expecting next year to be great, I'm expecting there to be some, unless people are really afraid to invest in it because of, you know, socio-political environment and laws type things. Um, that's something that could hold us back, but I was expecting next year to be one of the biggest booms in innovation in the farms industry. But so far at SHOT Show, everything I've seen so far that actually exists right now is not coming next year. It's not coming later on, you know, whatever that exists right now. Uh, this, hands down, the enigma is like my number one. I've had a bell I'd ring it, new release, first SHOT Show 2021,
2: best thing out there in the whole firearms industry. Well, that's that's really that's really Thank something.
1: You. Thank you. <laughs> You're welcome. <laughs> you It's I mean, crazy.
2: We it it had its own you know development schedule, and it was being worked on independently of the other infrastructure that was in place making holsters. So, I'm sure this is you guys experienced something like this where people go, "Oh man, you've had must have had like a really busy summer. That must be a great problem to have." And in some respects, it is, and in other respects, it isn't because you know people don't. Understand that when you're sold out of something, you know, the instant you sell out, you're in a zero cash flow position, you know, zero inventory means zero cash flow, right? You know, and, and people don't take that into, into consideration. And how much of what you just made do you have to pile back into increasing capacity or buying more inventory? And if you can't get inventory, then, you know, you, you're, you're holding the money you made from selling 100% of your inventory and you don't know if that's the last dollar you're going to make and especially combine that with economic crisis. So we've got you know so, social crisis and economic crisis, and you're like, okay, if I buy more inventory, is it going to matter because did people just spend their last dollar or not? So there's a lot of that kind of um, uh, inventory paralysis and planning paralysis because you don't know what's going to happen with um, people's financial circumstances. You don't know what's going to happen with the world. You don't know when you're going to get more stuff. But this was kind of on its own track and had its own life, and we knew that no matter how this could work, you know, like, you know, we'll be in a position we can make a couple hundred of these and put them out. You know, the market's kind of hot right now. If we make a couple hundred of these and, and put them on the website, we might be able to sell them. And we wound up <laughs> in a circumstance where we're right now trying to make what we expected to be based on all of our sales, including the 2020 anomaly. We projected a certain number based on a year's worth of sales data. Cause we, you know, we launched this thing in, in November. We're right now producing about three and a half to four years worth of enigmas in the next 60 days. So it's a little bit overwhelming. It's a little bit scary. Um, it is in some respects a good problem to have. Yeah. The wait list is, is a, a, a pretty significant. We've been disappointing people by not taking their money for product that we can't hand them right now, but I think that's the responsible thing to do. Uh, our wait list, we are the shop, the so shop that makes these for us, Axel Advanced down in uh, Texas, they make a bunch of gear for uh, plate carriers, cry precision for a spear, uh, a lot of uh, upgrades for that kind of uh, equipment. Um, they expanded their workshop to include a small filster only facility inside of it nice. that does nothing but make enigmas. So we're going to, um, that came online at the beginning of this month and it is starting to hit its maximum output right now. So we've got a couple big drops coming by the end of January, and we're going to have a few more really big drops coming through February. And we hope to have a zero wait list continual in-stock inventory filling dealer orders by the end of February. That's a little optimistic. Um, fingers are crossed for that, but I think we can make that happen. And uh, following that, we're going to roll out a couple more models. We've got a version that will be made to fit our floodlight and other Light bearing holsters, so you can carry your Roland Special in your bathrobe, like a boss. And we're also going to uh, we're going you, you know your CZ Shadow with an SRO and a and a uh, and an X three hundred on it. You can just carry that in your swim trunks. And uh, we're going to also come out with a, a, a variation for smaller people, and maybe have some things that are um, a little more accessible, like a, a, a simplified holster that comes with a faceplate pre installed that has fewer. Uh, adjustment options on it so you can basically just grab and go and you don't need to confront the uh, complexity of necessarily tweaking it and fine-tuning it and constantly. that
0: may reduce some of your costs as well
2: you better win-win probably cost about the same it's it's not going to be you know it, it's it's the difference of a, a few di- a few seconds on on the laser cutter for that part yeah. but i think um it will reduce the barrier to entry
1: right yeah this the the current Enigma, the only downside really of it is there's a pretty good learning curve with figuring out how to set it up for your unique body shape. So everybody's a little different. Uh, we've got a really active user group on Facebook. It's called the filster concealment workshop. And we, we interact with people a lot on there and most people are using their Enigma on, you know, maybe like 80, 70 80% of people are using the same or similar adjustment points. Uh, that it has a lot more range of adjustment and, you know, some people have special needs where they will put it on, you know, the, the, the absolute max adjustment points, but there's kind of some common, um, themes we've found in, in what people are actually using. So we're going to basically make a, a, a more accessible simplified version, um, that it doesn't have as much complexity to it. So it's going to be a little easier and maybe good for like gifting or giving to people that aren't really as into concealment. They just want something that works out of the box.
2: Yeah. I mean, most people kind of, you know, most people cluster around the average. Mm -hmm. And one of the things that the user group allows us to do in addition to providing like really good support for people, because chances are if you're in the concealment workshop and you know, it's like we talked about, you know, Concealment involves, you know, getting into a car with no information about it and sort of teaching yourself how to drive. But if you've got instructors and, and peers who are helping you along the way, you can shortcut a lot of that stuff. So that's one of the features of it. And it also allows us to gather uh, data from the user group and we can see what people are doing and how they're setting up their gear. So we can get into a position where we can offer something that doesn't, that needs less setup.
0: The link to that, can, can anybody join that group or do they need to like have bought something? Oh no! Anyone, no, anyone, anyone can, can join. join, but please uh, I, I, I answer the membership questions. <laughs> yes.
2: Okay. Tell, tell
0: us hey, you're not will, a robot. I'll put it in here, guys. If you're watching this and are listening to it, there'll be a link in the the notes on this or the, the description in YouTube and the show notes if it's a podcast. Uh, go in there and realize the things that you didn't know that you didn't know. Go. Yeah,
1: yeah. There's a lot to it, and we learn from our customers every day too. So I mean, it's it's an awesome environment there. Oh yeah, definitely.
0: Guys, thanks for coming on here and and talking to me about all your stuff. I I thought I knew a little bit about what you guys were doing, and uh, it was very enlightening for me. And uh, I'm I'm I don't I'm not usually a fanboy of of anybody from politicians to gun manufacturers to gear and everything else, but I really like what you guys are doing. And I I also from thank you from me and the wife working together for years on some different projects when we were traveling around filming American Nomads, a little documentary thing, and some other stuff. I think it's awesome that, that this is just family-owned. You two run this thing together, and you're both contributing and, and, and working on the same dream together. That is super cool, and I, I think that's something that, that every couple should strive for, something like that. It's awesome.
1: Well, you're well, setting I you. appreciate that. You're welcome.
0: Uh, is there anything that I missed? You know, tell them real quick where anybody can find you. I'll have some links in here, but you know, where's the best place to communicate with you, to ask questions, you know, to shop, and all that stuff?
2: Well, we are most available. Pretty much around the clock at the Filster Concealment Workshop group on Facebook. I am back from my weird surprise Facebook ban. <laughs> uh, so I'm, I'm there again. Um, you can also find out more information at FilsterHolsters.com. Uh, we've got a, a whole page of Enigma resources and, and other interesting stuff there, as well as the online store.
1: Yeah, and if you're checking out the Enigma page, uh, if you scroll kind of down towards the bottom, you'll see Enigma for him and Enigma for her. And there's not two different versions of the enigma. It's the same product, but you can see how it fits and how it looks on people with different body types.
2: Yeah, and in different types of of wardrobe as well. Mm -hmm. Uh, There's that. And also, um, there are some things that we touched on in this discussion that have deeper dives associated with them. If you go to my YouTube channel, Philly EDC, and look for the concealment tune-up videos, those are from a class that I've had the opportunity to run Uh, with uh, active self-protection at their conference. And it's a class on what causes guns to conceal and how you can take advantage of those things and learn how to shortcut the box of holsters and uh, self-diagnose a little bit better.
0: You, John, just like to stick together, huh?
2: (laughs) Oh, yeah, for sure.
0: Awesome. Well, thanks again, guys, for for coming on here. Uh, I will be keeping an eye on it. Um, People out there listening, the, the owner's going to be mad at me. He really won't. He's a great guy. Go get you an Enigma and, and check it out. You'll be on a wait list, it sounds like. Uh, but if you really love Gun Mag Warehouse, a really heck of a lot, wait till we get them in and then order them from us. All right? But, uh, guys, thanks for watching. And, uh, once again, guys, thanks for joining me. And Until next time, the Mag Life out.